Welcome everybody to the GBO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. They know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, how are we doing today? Um, Not doing well. You know why? If you had to guess... What's been well, grinding my gears? It's family. Is that Family Guy? Well, it's like it's like nine. What's grinding o'clock. my gears? It's like nine. It's like nine twenty. I have to record a, this podcast, but I'm ready to be in bed. It's like nine twenty on a Monday night. Uh, the women just beat Vanderbilt by like forty, and they had to play on a Monday. I thought so, Mondays were for big games. So, so the the women. So I can't imagine that it's related to the women. So I guess Frank Martin. Frank Martin is bothering me. Let's yeah. get into it. Yeah. What's bugging me this week? What's the modern like, exterminating? What, Frank right off Martin. The bat, right off the bat, modern exterminating, we know what bugs you bit for this week is... Uh, Frank Martin. What's bugging you about Frank? Frank had the best press conference of the year <laughs> today. So Frank Martin press conference is what's bugging his weekly, you. His <laughs> weekly... I'm telling you, I have not listened to it. I think Frank has an excuse for everything that happens in his program. Oh, he definitely does. He definitely does. Listeners, one of our things, we just, the Frank Martin excuse train that happens is something that drives us insane or bugs us. And um, so what we make sure to do is have them on our Twitter feed at GBO underscore pod. Tell me about this week's press conference. I haven't listened to it yet. Is it good? It's gold. Okay. What does he say? Um, Sumter, why do you think Frank doesn't recruit highly rated big men? <laughs> uh, because he likes to develop up and coming players. And that just goes into our other week. I talk about this? this Frank. That's what he said. He was talking about Josh Gray. There, you know, Mike Yuva asked him, you know, uh, why was, you know, are you still looking for that big man? Is that why we're shooting a lot of threes early on? Oh, my God. And he's like, you know, he likes to find, I don't he didn't say diamond in the rust, but he likes to, those under the radar did, players. Did, and, did he actually say, I don't like to recruit, like, big men. I like to develop them. Highly rated. I don't like to recruit highly rated big men. I like to develop them. How, okay, so Chris Silva is one. And I'll even give it to Kotsar his senior year. He developed. Kotsar, he developed. Kotsar, he developed. All right, Kotsar he developed, and Michael Carrera he developed. All three of those players are good college basketball players. All three of those players would start on this Carolina basketball team. Yes, uh, at any level of their career, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Um, he likes name to de- a big man. Name a big man that he has developed since he took this team to the Final Four. Bryce is silent right now. I just want everybody to show that. Crickets. He, he he can't name a big man that Frank Martin has developed since he took this team to the Final Four. Now, granted. Now Levesque granted, is playing well. Le- Le- Levesque is good. I like Wildren's Levesque. And guess what? In the press conference today, he goes, well, Wildens, they threw a ball at him and it just hit him in the head. <laughs> and Frank, and they're like, Frank, can you explain that? He's like, I can't explain that. And then Josh Gray was throwing. <laughs> hey, Josh Gray was throwing the ball. His hands were there. And he took his hands away and watched the ball go out of bounds. <laughs> this is his team. This is his team. This is what we're saying. This is what we're saying about him. Ab- about how we don't want big men who can't catch the ball. We've been saying this since Lamonis Kachinus, you know, was on this team. I just, <laughs> I need to get press credentials 
to get into the press conferences because the oh, same man. guys are asking these same questions. And I'm like, Frank, I'm just going to come out and say it. Why don't you develop players over time? Yeah. And why don't they stay three or four yeah. years? And he'll be like this, get out of here. And I'll be like this. What did I yeah. say that wasn't factual? How many, how many, how many big men have left this program? Well, lots. I need to get, let's get into this a little bit. You know, when Frank says a player is transferred. Yeah. How much do you want to bet that Frank went up to that player and says, they're not going to play next year. They need to move on. Of course, that's not going to come out in the press, but think so, about it. I know so you've been thinking all, about that every all, time we have these players leave. First of all, this is a hilarious thing to talk about because if like Frank threatened to cut your playing time and you had been a part of a Frank Martin basketball team, it's already you, been, you know, no, no, or, or, you know, that everybody gets playing time. I know 13 but, players a game get yeah, played. Yeah. yeah. Even and his so, son. Yeah. And so, uh, like, like, I, I don't even know what he tells these guys. Just what, what, the reason that players are transferring is that they want to play. But what happens if they have a defensive lapse in ju- judgment? Apparently they don't play and they go to Murray State, you know, like, or, or and the, wherever. And probably making a tournament team. Or, or Mercer, you know, you know and, and so, and so like, let, let's go ahead and get into the week. So, so we haven't been up on the pod since, uh, so we've had Arkansas and Georgia. So let's, let's start off with Arkansas at Arkansas on the road. Open up, freshman uh, Devin uh, Carter, uh, G- GBO podcasts. Favorite. I, I called him. De- Devin, I called De- it Devin he, Carter, he, best player of the year. I <laughs> yeah. said it, and you were like yeah. this, uh, and then he yeah. went bad after. And, and he went, and, but but he had a great game against Arkansas. Well, Frank all of a sudden said, "I went." He wanted to bring the identity to the, the team of driving to the basket and scoring, and Devin does do that. Yeah. He had a few early turnovers, but he was scoring buckets. Started Devin Carter. Devin Carter's playing great. Um, and um, we had a first-half lead at Arkansas. But let's talk about that first half because Arkansas is very physical, and I don't yeah. know if you've noticed in the past, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, teams that are physical push us around. And do you know why? Because we're soft inside. Because we're developing big men. Hey, I'm, I'm hey, doing air quotes hey, on developing big men. Josh Gray in a few years is going to be pretty good. <laughs> But, and shout out to Josh Hopefully. Gray in this game. He had a good he had a good stat game. Yeah. I believe eight and twelve, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But um Devin Carter kind of leads the way early on Arkansas. And towards the last six minutes of the first half was the best I've seen this team play all year. Even against Florida State? Even against Florida State. They were shout out to, oh, shout out to Florida State, by the way. They're making some moves. Number one in the ACC. Yeah. Beating yeah. some people. Yeah. They, that win looks pretty good in Rock if, Hill. If, if if we had an above five hundred SEC SEC record, we'd be in the driver's seat right now. And shout out to the guy that sits in front of us from Rock Hill. Him and his wife, very nice people. <laughs> do, 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 they went to that game in Rock Hill. They're from there, and they had yeah. a great time. But we need to figure out his name. We're going to ask you next time, buddy. Bryce is shouting out listeners, and he doesn't even know their name. That's where we are on the GBO pod right so, now. So anyway, and back to the game. Devin Carter, great first half. In the last couple minutes of the first half, he was shooting 35-foot-three bombs. Yeah. And he's not really, from early in the year, he's not been the three-point shooter. Those were surprising. Devin Carter Carter reminds me a lot of Keyshawn Bryant in that he can get to the basket, but I don't want him shooting jump shots. Especially young Keyshawn Bryant. Uh, 
that might be a little foreshadowing to Georgia, but uh, but like young Keyshawn Bryant, freshman sophomore Keyshawn Bryant, like if it was a breakaway, if he was driving to the basket, all good. If he was pulling up for a jumper, not great. That's how Devin Carter has been this season. That was not how Devin Carter was against Arkansas. So we're up forty to thirty-three at the half, and I am freaking out. I called Glenn, the owner of Monitor Exterminating. We were talking about how, man, all it took was Devin Carter to shake things up. I was like, things are great. And I was like, what could go wrong after that? I probably shouldn't have said that because yeah. I'm ready to say this. The f- last six minutes of that first half was the best we've seen all year. That second half at Arkansas was the worst half we played all year. And then that brought up Glenn to tell me, but well, what about second half at Coastal Carolina? We scored 21 points in that half. We only scored 19 at Arkansas. The worst half of the year. 19. What are your thoughts on that in general when you scored 19 points in a half? 19 points and a half? All right. Do do you want me to answer this like I'm Frank Martin or do you want to answer? No, no excuses. I want it from uh, Kilter, the GBO pod. Because if I'm Frank Martin, I mean, Bryce, we were just one bad half away from beating Arkansas on the road. Oh, man. We need to put that on a shirt. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, but. 19 points and a half, like, is it that's 38 in the game. You, you, you know, like, you're not going to win scoring 19 points in the half. Arkansas we, comes out on an 18 1 run, and Frank has to call two. We're getting screwed so, timeout. So, on the run, Arkansas almost scores as many points as we scored in the half. Correct. Yeah. And the game was over. Yeah. We were shell shocked. Now I got a question for you. And it's funny because we played a really good half against Arkansas, but why wasn't Jermaine Cousinard in the game? He wasn't well, what did Frank say? He, he said, said he was he wasn't mentally ready to play. But he needed to be ready to be called upon. He wasn't planned to be sitting out him and and Wilson, but they weren't mentally ready. What, is and, that, what does that mean? I don't even know what, what that, that means. What does that say to you as a coach? I, 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 that your players as a coach. are mentally checked out? So so first of all, yeah. And this if, isn't a hot take. This is really ticking yeah, me off. Just like like if, if you were the coach of the basketball team and your player is in a mental place to where he cannot play in a basketball game, that is a problem. But Frank doesn't see it as a problem on him. Have you noticed that when he talks? No, He's like no, this. No. He, they he thinks have a it's problem. a problem on Cousinart. He thinks it's a problem on Cousinard. Now, also, like, like these are th- th- four-year these, players. These, he's 20, 21 years old. He, he's ready to play. Like, like. But Frank says he's not like, playing well in practice. Like, what if he makes practices. him mentally ready to not play? Did, did I think it's Frank breaking him down did and Jermaine, yelling at him? Does Jermaine Cousinard go up to Frank and be like, Coach? I'm just not I, mentally I, here today. I, I just don't have it today. I guarantee that didn't happen. How about I, I guarantee if you had asked Jermaine Cousinard if he wanted to be in the game, he would have said yes. His team's got a lead at halftime, and then he just has to sit there on the on the bench, watch them just completely blow it. Like, like what is this what does this man have? Is he so upset about the way that this kid practices that he's willing to sacrifice his coaching career? You, you, you know, like, like, like Frank Martin is going to get fired this, this season. If this season goes bad, fans are starting to turn clearly on this pod. 
We d- the, we turned a few about we, a week ago. We I think it finally it went. We've, a, been, it, yeah. we've honestly been turned for a couple of years, and, and this is what made us and do we've the just, podcast. And we've just and yes, at, honestly, if this, Frank would have been fired last year, you guys wouldn't even know what the GBO pod is. That is probably true. This podcast honestly exists because Frank Martin is has needed is Frank to be, Martin because Frank Martin for the last two or three years has just been the same. It's just been the same. And it's just driven us crazy that no one is talking about how he doesn't play his players. Like, like what he did to Jermaine Cousinard isn't even shocking. It's not even surprising. Not at all. He's been doing it to A.J. Lawson. I sat there. A.J. Wilson. No, no, no. no. A.J. Lawson. He did this to A.J. Lawson. I sat there in the Colonial Life Arena and watched us lose to Stetson while while our best player didn't play in the second half because Frank was proven a point. And the point he was proven was he can't win when he plays, when he doesn't play his best players. And that's what he proved at Arkansas. That was bad. Stetson. Don't bring up Stetson. This team, this team is not bad. This team is not his worst team. It's the team that's going to get him fired, but it's going to be his own fault that he gets fired. It's not on this team. This team is not bad. This team is not his worst team. And this team could have beaten Arkansas if he had put his best players on the floor. I think that was the first Sumter rant of the year. I've probably had an, had had one or two. I'm leading in the rants, though. That's probably true. <laughs> and I do want to mention this. I was wondering when Eric Stevenson, like I think other SEC teams see him as a, our team, you know, when he's hot, we're doing well. And the student section for Arkansas, not a big crowd at Arkansas. They booed him every time he touched the ball. I got a question for you. Let's, let's shift gears and have a little fun here. If Eric Stevenson played for Florida, like How? Michael Parsons? Yeah, Chandler Parsons. That's right. Who's Michael you're Parsons? Him, you're mixing him up with Michael Frazier, the guy that hit like 13 threes <laughs> against us. Don't bring up 13 free yeah. Frazier. <laughs> but, uh, but like Chandler Parsons, if, if Eric Stevenson played for Florida, how much would you hate him? The ultimate. Oh, yeah. You. How many times would you call him a loser from the stands? I am known. That is my phrase. <laughs> yeah. You don't get thrown out for saying I, loser. I, I would love to hate Eric Stevenson if I was if he wasn't on my team. I love Eric Stevenson because he's on my team. And um, he and, had three points. Yeah, it, it, it was. But it's it's the SEC on the road. One and twelve, man. It's the SEC on the road. That's like Stevenson from the first game of the year against Princeton. But, I don't want to see that anymore. But but so here, here here's the other thing, and, the, and this is part of the problem. Where was Stevenson before Carolina? Washington and Wichita State. Yeah, ha, has has he played in a place like at Arkansas? Like Arkansas, they probably had a few out of conference games, you know. Yeah. But you know, but just like like it it's it's this thing. You, you, you know, where where if you're here every year, if you're with the program, if you're not relying on transfers, if you are building your team and actually developing your players and not relying on transfers, then your guys are comfortable in these places. But just... But when know. you saw Bad Stevenson coming out, you know it yeah. wasn't going to be a good day. No. And we still had the lead at halftime. It was shocking. So that second half... He didn't play Cousinard. Like, he didn't play, and it wasn't because he was hurt. Well, and I'll say this. Keyshawn and Cousinard... Keyshawn only had five in the Arkansas game. How many minutes did Keyshawn play? 21 minutes. 21 minutes. 
He played one half of basketball. Brandon Martin played 13 minutes, and Cousinard and Wilson didn't even play. Didn't even play. Keyshawn, Keyshawn Bryant played a half of basketball. How many How many minutes does Stevenson play? 26. He usually gets about 25. Yeah. Sometimes 30. But All Devin right. Carter and Reese, I don't know. I just, I'm the Arkansas game made me mad. It kind of just said, you know what? Frank's yeah. going to stick to his guns, and yeah. I'll give it to him. He doesn't want to change. He ain't changing. He's in year 10. He ain't changing. And guess he, what? He, if he, we finish he, around 500, he's, listen. He's, he's looking at the board of trustees, and he's saying, hey, bud, y- y'all change. You, y'all change. Are you ready for this? I ain't changing. At the end of the year, oh Frank's going to be a one or two games over 500. And, oh, my God. And he's going to be maybe making the NIT, and he's going to this. Well, we improved over last year. Oh my God. Get ready for that. It's going yeah. to happen. And Alex English on the board of trustees is going to go, well, I like him. He's a nice guy. That's you, why he's still our coach. There you go. Bryce, Bryce, I'm a nice guy. Do you pay me $3 million to coach the men's basketball team? If I paid you $3 million to be my coach and you're in year 10. I'm a nice and, guy. And you're declining every year? No, I would not. You would not be my basketball coach. I, I would give you press credentials. I need those so bad. <laughs> I'd be thrown out. All right, let's be done with the Arkansas game. We lose to Arkansas 75-59 Move on after to scoring 40 points in the first half. Yeah. Terrible loss, which takes us into Georgia. Going into this game, Sumter, I, I, even, put, we were I, lose. I even put on Twitter, don't if, lose to Georgia at home. Yeah. Don't lose to Georgia at home. Don't lose to Georgia I mean, at home. I mean, this Georgia team is the must win on the schedule. It's a it's a, it's a a. Going into They're the game, the we had 11 straight wins against. That was the only team that Frank, for some reason, ever you know since really ever since Georgia cost us an NCAA tournament yeah. berth, yeah. we've owned them. I don't think we've lost to them since I, we lost to them three I times I have to in the check season. that up, check that out, but that might be accurate. It, we, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we play them home and away every year. It's, it's, it is fantastic. Um, and I, I still cannot believe that Tom Crean, your boy, had, he is not my boy. Okay. He used to be called a great coach. He, he was a great coach when he was at Marquette. He was he did okay at Indiana. He, he brought him from up, you know, I, I think from he was the, a one seed in the tournament at Indiana at one point. He got time. him up there. I mean, didn't Tom Crean's Indiana keep Anthony Davis's Kentucky from going undefeated? That might sound right. Oh, the, yeah, they hit that three at the buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but, um, but, um, and I, I think that was the only game that Kentucky lost that year. That sounds right. But Tom Crean, I. He's gone at the end I, of the year. I, He's I re- done in Georgia. I remember when Georgia hired Tom Crean thinking. You were a little worried about it. I was. I was you said thinking, it. You were a little worried I, about I, it. I believe my exact words were, man, we still have Frank. And they hired Tom Crean. Like, like, why couldn't we hire Tom Crean? Would you take Tom Crean right now over <laughs> Frank Martin? Yes. is Yes is my answer. Wow. What does that say? That is, yes is my answer. I would take Tom Crean. He gets more steps on the sideline than Frank does sitting in the chair. Over Frank Martin. I would take, at this point with Frank, I think I would literally take anybody coaching this team over Frank Martin. You think we lost our two listeners that like Frank? Y'all, tell you what, to those two listeners out there that like Frank, if you're still out there, we'll have you on the pod. <laughs> oh, we have a listener question talking about Frank at the end of the show. We little do? tidbit. Oh, and I'm yes. going to tell you right now, he's not one of my friends or your friend. 
Oh, it's an actual. It's, it's a an real actual listener. listener. This is a real GBO listener. That's right. Hey, our friends, y'all are real GBO listeners yeah, too. Yeah, we, we love that. We, we, yeah, we, we love y'all as well. But uh, <laughs> but this is a real listener. That's awesome. Anyway, a little tidbit for later. We, we need to get into the Georgia game. All right, so we lose to Arkansas. Arkansas, that game's out. So we go into Georgia, and the I, I don't know how to say this. Georgia put it to us in the first half. Yeah. Georgia they, made their first Okay, I got a question. Twenty five free throws. No, is it twenty five <laughs> or let me let me look that up. Did they put it to Hold us? Hold on. Did they put it to us the way they once put it to Darren Horn in the first half? Do you remember that game hey. when we when we, we this is gonna be an exaggeration. I don't remember the exact thing. When we scored when Darren Horn beat Georgia scoring only like eight points in the first half. Oh, man, I remember you, that. Like, this is a real thing. We, we ended up winning like 51 to 50 or something. Yeah. Georgia went 21 of 22 from the free throw line in the first half. God. And they, they, I didn't know this. They had Oh, we need to back this up a second. They shot 22 free throws in the first half? That's more than probably we shot all year. So Any game. So... That is, do you, this is a Frank Martin game. Um, We played Memphis in the, at, at Colonial Life in the non-conference. It might've been the year we went to the tourney. It might've been the year before. No, it was that game that we had the Colonial Life suite. We had the Colonial Life suite and the game took three hours because there were so many fouls. 56 fouls, I think. And, it was and, something and, like and, that. And it was we, a it was a free it was a free we, throw foul record we, game. We shot 44 free throws. Yeah. I, I remember that number in my head. We shot we shot something like 44 we'll throws. We probably only made 30. <laughs> I'd have been if, if Which we is made pretty good. If though. we made as many as Georgia made in the first half, I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't know this. Yep. Georgia had the had a 45% three-point shooter that, on their team. That's kind of wild. But I'm bringing this up because this was an unbelievable like like occurrence is the most fouls I've ever seen. It's the most foul shots I've ever seen. Georgia in a half sh- was on pace to shoot that many. That's an obscene amount of free throws. Twenty two free throws. And I have to give you a backstory. So last year on my anniversary weekend, oh man, we we you know we we're in Knoxville. You already we, told yeah, hold this on, backstory. So we're you know, it's just, I had reminis- re- reminiscing of that game where Auburn scored one ten. I'm in Aiken, South Carolina, in an 1800s hotel. Very nice, very classy. Watching the game. Did they have running water? They did have running water. So it's it's been modernized. It's been modernized. It's been modernized. It's kind of been modernized, (laughs) not modern exterminating. I didn't see any roaches there. Anyway, so um, I'm sitting there and I'm going, we're going to lose to the worst team in the conference. And I have to watch this on TV. At least I wasn't there. Yeah. The, the, and not the, many people were there, from what I was told. The crowd was the the, the crowd was okay. It, What's okay for a Frank Martin men's basketball crowd? Is that like twenty five hundred? Sure, a crisp twenty five hundred. It, it, it wasn't. I, it, the worst. it was loud it in the second half. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't COVID bad. Okay. <laughs> so going, we're down forty two thirty six at half, and at one time we were down 11, 12 points to Georgia. They were. Running us up and down, I just go, and Frank was just sitting there on the sideline, with his hands the, the fact on his face, going, "Woe is me." The fact that he's still coaching, he needs to thank Eric Stevenson, Jermaine Cousinard, and Keyshawn Bryant. Well, let's give a shout out to Brian and Cousinard. Yeah, they had a game 
in the second half. They had a second half. That that's the players that we thought was coming back and we were gonna have a team around. And 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 here's the thing. So Devin Carter gets hurt in the first first half, right? Comes down after a dunk, lands yeah. awkwardly. By the way, back to the Frank press conference. He didn't hurt his hamstring. He hurt the muscles around the hamstring. What does that mean? I don't know what that is. Can, what are, can what our, are the muscles around your can hamstring? Can someone let us know what the muscles around wrapping around the hamstring are? I don't know. I didn't know that existed. Here, the things you learn on a Frank Martin time, post or weekly press conference. If you send us, if you tweet at us or send us an email informing us of what Frank Martin meant by the muscles around the hamstring, the first time that GBO merch is created. You will get something for free. Ooh, maybe we can throw them some termite bonds too for modern experiment. Uh, yeah, we'd, we, have we, talk, we'd have to talk to Glenn on that one. <laughs> well, yeah, we can't throw bones out there. Yeah, some yeah, th- yeah. free bones out there without a uh, shout out to my buddy Todd. He calls dollars bones. Yeah. Okay. Don't want to have free bones out there. Yeah, that's that's something common that people say. But uh, but but anyway, um, back to Devin Carter gets hurt. And it, it basically forces Frank's hand. He had he to, play to play Cousinard. Cousinard comes off the bench, and he actually plays pretty darn it, well. It, it's you, you were talking about the best half that you had seen Carolina basketball play at Arkansas. For the last six minutes of that first half. For the half. last six minutes of that That's first right. half. Bryce, there's a middle six minutes of the second half at Georgia, uh, or at home against Georgia. We woke up. And it's the best it's the best I've seen a Frank Martin team play since the Final Four. Well, do you know you, why? You know, because we played Stevenson, Bryant, and Cousinard at the same time. And they killed it. Oh, I know. you. Oh, Bryant and Cousinard and Stevenson on the on the court. Who would have thought that your best players being on the court at the same time? Who would have thought that? I don't know. 95% of Division One coaches? Yeah. They, at the start of this season, every person listening to this podcast, if we had told you to name South Carolina basketball players, you would have, in this order, named... Jermaine Cousinard, Keyshawn Bryant, and then Will Drinsler-Vec. That's what you would have said. You, Depending on how big of a fan of this team you are, would have depended on whether or not you got Levesque. But you would have said Cousinard. And, and some people might not have, not have been able to name five players returning on this team right, as right, well. Right, right, But coming back, this team was Jermaine Cousinard and Keyshawn Bryant. And this team was going to live or die with how good Jermaine Cousinard and Keyshawn Bryant was. Or at least that's what we thought. And then Frank Martin took over and decided, you know what? I'm going to live or die with how good other people are. But he was learning. And I'm going to put these guys on the bench. He was teaching a lesson, Sumter. Okay. That's how he teaches the lessons in mid-game and losing games because of it. In Frank Martin's first year, when he took over for Darren Horn, he said in the press press conference, I forget. I I think it was was at Vandy, but I I might be wrong on the actual game, but he said in the press conference that the players that were on this team, that the walk-ons were better. Oh, man. Okay, and then he started Ryan Steele in the next game. Brian Steele. Brian Steele. Man, we're bad on names tonight. We are. People might listen to the pod and go, do they even know what these players are? Huh. Brian Steele, assistant coach. Excuse me. He, he starts Brian Steele in this game, and Brian Steele is better. Than some of than some of Darren Horn's players at this time, at at that moment in time, and he was proving a point. 
You know what, Bryce? I was fine with the point that he was proving that night. Because if the player's better than the playing better than the other players, year. then and yeah. it was his first year. Sure, it's his first year. What about in year nine and this 10? is this is in year nine and ten. He's he's trolling himself. But he can do what he wants. When, There's when, no rules. When he is claiming that the players aren't good or, or haven't been developed, you, you know, the, the, this is a jun- this is a redshirt junior and a senior, that's that that that, that he doesn't want to give minutes to, and and he's talking about how he's a developer of players. Develop them. Keep them for four years. That'd yeah. be nice. Tell you what, if Frank Martin is the coach of the men's basketball team for three more seasons. Oh. Devin Carter will not have a better season than he is having this year until his senior year. If he's still at the program. If he is still on this team. I think there'll be massive transfers in the, the year. If Frank Martin's still the coach? I mean, if I was if you were Jermaine Cousinard, why would you want to continue to play for this basketball team? If your coach thinks you're not mentally ready to play, I mean like Losing to Arkansas, the, the Arkansas game was how he saved the season. But, We're winning at halftime, and your coach says, "You know what? I'm going to roll with these freshmen because you're not mentally ready to play in this game." Hey, but yeah, you're supposed to be the best player on this basketball team. But Frank is going to say he he worked magic because Kuzinar had a better next game. What do you say to that? That's what he'll what, say. What What I say to that is that maybe Kuzinar was mentally ready and could have come in. And helped us and and helped prevent Arkansas from going on an eighteen to one run, and maybe one on the road at Arkansas and bounce back on the season. We're staring at six and twelve. I'm looking at the schedule right now. We're staring at six and twelve in the SEC after this after Vanderbilt coming up. So hey, we we beat Georgia. That was good. We went eighty three sixty six. If we would have lost to Georgia, it would have. Things might have started getting out of hand because you can't beat Georgia at home. But so you're playing Bandy upcoming. After that, I've looked at our schedule. Outside of playing Missouri it's and then bad. Georgia again, it's going to get bad. I don't think we're going to be favored in another game this year. You think we'll be favored at Georgia and Missouri at home, and that's it? Those are the only ones I feel confident about. Are we favored? Are we favored Wednesday against Vandy? I need to look that up. We might be favored by one or two points. My guess will be favored by three. So that would be three games. Vandy at Georgia, Missouri at home. Three games. Three games. We've won two SEC games. We're two and four right now. We're staring. Could be a five and 13. God, five and 13. And I know, guys, a few weeks ago, I was saying 10 and eight, but I was still feeling hopeful. I mean, 10 and eight, like. We needed to beat Florida, which we could have, which we could have done, if we had played, if we had played in the second half against Florida, like we played in the second half against Georgia, we'd have won. Once we lost Florida, you knew what was going on. Yeah, once once we lost to Florida, this was over. Like 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 the the NCAA tournament dreams were over. And unless this team does something insane, which by the way, we want them to do. If Frank Martin wins the next ten games, hey, no, he has he's got twelve games left. He just needs to win them all. How's that sound? He doesn't even need to do that. He can go ten and two. That'd still be fine. <laughs> That's bubble bubble. That's David Cloninger. Bubble bubble. Ten and two would get him in the tournament. Yeah, you know, I mean that's that's twelve and six in the conference. And so, but like to to have a winning record in the conference, like he he's got to go like eight and four against the hardest stretch of the conference. We've seen weird things happen, and hey, we want to win, but you know what? 
This is year 10. You know the pattern, Sumter. Yeah. We're 11 and 7. What are we in Kimpom in the net? I think 109, like, 110. In one of them, we're 108, and one of them, we're 109. That doesn't we've sound been like same, top 50 or 60, right? We, we've been the same place all season long. Kim Palm should just do this podcast and, and just each week just come on. Hey, y'all, South Carolina's number 110 team in the nation. And he would have just been more consistent than Frank Martin. Have we beat a dead horse? We've yep. beaten a dead horse. Uh, let's let's shift gears. Let's shift gears. So so we wanted to so eleven and seven. Yeah, we play Vandy coming up Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday at home. Maybe we'll be able to catch a T-shirt or a rally towel. <laughs> Attendance should be low, but we'll be there. Anyway, yeah, we'll if, see what if, happens. If you go out to the Vandy game and you catch a rally towel because attendance is low, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Show us your rally towels. Show us your rally towels. <laughs> Shout out to Cal and Corey. They'll probably catch one. Yeah, that's true. They've been listening to the pod. Yeah. Shout out to those guys. Uh, so anyway, let's shift gears here. Uh, to the ladies. You know why I want to talk about the ladies? Because they don't disappoint me. <laughs> so the ladies had, a, a, I guess, a... I call it a bye week, and I guess it came at a good time because, you know, Cook injured her leg, ankle. Yeah, she didn't play tonight. She didn't play tonight, and we didn't need her. We take care of business against Vanderbilt. and <laughs> Vanderbilt, that score. I know Vandy's rebuilding, but when you're beating an SEC team by 50 points, that's pretty bad in the for first, the other team. In the first quarter, in the first quarter, I think they had eight points. They had ten points. Two of them were prayer threes. Or they excuse were, me. No, they were they were six of them. They were lucky of, to go in. Six of them were prayer threes, is what I'm saying. Uh like we They we only scored thirty points, man. Man. Do you feel do you feel bad for those teams that go on our schedule and go, This is gonna be bad for them? And and just we get to the second half and we just have to keep playing and, and just like it 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 it, it was bad. Uh, they, they beat they beat Vandy 85-30. The only note we're going to say is Boston got her double-double. But Shout out I, to Dawn. Shout out to Dawn for leaving her in the game. She played her late to get, to get that double-double. Oh, and man. you were, hey, Sumter, you were telling me all through in the game, this well, is going to be a tough, this blowout might might end the streak I for mean, her double-double. Double. We got to the second quarter, and Boston had two points and one rebound uh, at, at some point during the second quarter. And uh, this was... This was Boston's 12th double-double. And what's the NCAA record? 19 in a row. 19 in a row. This was her 12th consecutive in a row. Correct. And so, obviously, if the streak breaks, she's not going to be able to get it back this season. Right. You, you know, and so, and so, and this was, and, and I'm just, like, watching this. We're, like, Saxton's playing great. Cardosa's playing great. Amahair's playing great. Like, the and I'm just sitting there. Like, Boston's just getting assists, just... She grabs a couple of boards. I was only watching for this game just for the double double to right, happen. Right. I think and, most of the crowd the same, and and just um, it just Boston doesn't have any points. She's been getting double teamed every time she touched the ball. They double teamed her, and uh, she's calling for the ball down on the block. And she's just we're just we're just making open threes, um, and uh, just sitting there watching this. I was nervous. I was nervous, Dawn. We were going to get to the third quarter. She'd have seven or eight points. Dawn wouldn't want her to get her hurt, which, by the way, 
streak don't streak, even mention streak, that streak go away healthy boston oh, obviously yeah. you know like like dawn dawn was gonna venture once the game was out of hand and but uh but she got her 10 points she got her she got her 12 rebounds ladies are 18 and one six and one in the conference but before i get into the scheduling change that happened this week let's I, talk I, a little I, more can, about this game hey, let's keep i i, I have a what's bugging me Something bugging you about the women? The modern exterminating what's bugging me this take week. Take two. Take two this for week. For the ladies. You ready Double for this? Up. Yeah. They wore baseball jerseys tonight. What were these your were, thoughts they, on that? They were, looked like baseball uniforms. Not only that, not only that, but like you might, this this might not have felt this way on TV, but they kind of looked like, the, the way they were cut on the shorts, they kind of looked like leotards. Correct. Like it was, it was the like at a glance you could have thought that they were wearing some type of white undershorts. It was the with ugliest jerseys that we've ever worn, men or women. They were pretty bad, and they had like they had like baseball pin pinstripes on them. You know, it it, it, it was, was bad. I will say this. Are, so, are you okay with my bugging me this week? I, the I'm jerseys. Gonna, I'm going to double down and say one B. What's bugging me? Okay. Okay. I don't the, the men's jerseys. The ones that we had against Georgia, okay, we had this embroidery around the neck, and we had this embroidery around the back. And they of the didn't shoulders, line up. And they didn't line up. It's like someone didn't do their job at Under Armour. Yeah, like like was it? Supposed I saw to go, that. Was it supposed to go all the way around the shoulder? I don't know, but someone didn't do a good job. It didn't even connect. It looked horrible. It looked terrible. Whatever they zoomed did, it was just like like either have it go all the way around the neck and all the way around the shoulder, or don't have an embroidery. And this riles people up because people only think like Under Armour. I think we've been trying to a lot of a lot of the fans that are vocal have been wanting a different brand. I mean, you're a fan. I like the clothes. You're a fan. I like the clothes. You you're you're on a podcast. Do you want a different brand? You're vocal. Am I vocal? I mean, you're hey, speaking right now. I will take any brand that brings us better recruits. You like what the kids like. Is that what you say? Is that is that the is that the GBO pod stance? Sounds good. Yeah. If the kids want to wear it and it brings them here, sign me up. But it might need to be when Frank not here. But we'll that will take care of itself <laughs> yeah, at the end but, of the year. But so anyway, so so back to the women. The uniforms were terrible. It, it, it was it they tried something new. I doubt we'll see them again. Yeah, and you cool, they tried it. Let's just yeah. if we wear it again, I'll get mad even more. But anyway, Cook didn't play. That was a little sad. Positive, but she needed to rest. Positive from this game? What's that? Lily Lily Grissett. She started. Yeah. I think that was her first start of the year. Yeah. She had a good game. She was she was she was all over the court. Fun fact, they dropped on the on the the TV cast tonight. We lead the nation in rebounding as a team. That makes sense. That's nice, and I don't, yeah, that's a that's, I mean, a, that's I mean, a really we, good stat. Yeah, we we have the double double machine who normally has games of like sixteen and eighteen. You, you know, sixteen points, eighteen boards. I just, I just wish the I mean, men could do that. I mean, we, we, I want the men to we, have we, lead in that. You know what the men lead the almost lead the nation in turnovers. So, so like, like when we put Boston on the bench, we put Cardoso. We we, we we put six foot seven Cardosa in the game. Who could she have started and potentially been Vanderbilt's best player? Yes. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, th- th- there's a reason we lead the we lead the league in rebounds. Well, the backup guard when a guard is hurt, we put how how tall is a Mihair? She's six four. When the when when Henderson or Cook is hurt, 
the solution to the backup guard is to play a six four guard. Why not? That's tall for men. Like <laughs> again, Dawn can do what she wants. She makes the right calls. Yeah. Uh, th- this game back to Lily. She had a move at the end of the half. It was it was the with like ten seconds left in the half. We had the ball, and uh, it made you say a Bryce saying. Yeah. The girl, the girl from Vandy had a family. She, what she, did she do to her? The girl from Vandy ended up out of bounds, and Lily didn't touch her. Scared her? Just, just scared her out of bounds. Cro- crossed her over, <laughs> crossed her over. Both, but like, like both ankles broken. Yeah, I couldn't. I did. I was trying to word a tweet to where it was just like, uh, there might be an ankle still on the floor without like scaring fans who weren't watching that a Carolina player had been hurt. Yeah, you know, but just like, um, she, she, it, it was, it was awesome. Uh, Lily had a great half, fun game. It's just, yeah, just uh, nothing else to say. Eighty-five thirty beat the winning, crap out of the team. By 50s, it was nice. Winning by fifties. So fun. the excitement this week yep. happened with scheduling. So we were scheduled to play. UConn. I was really on excited Thursday night, about which this is too. the big big home game we play every every other year. We them. were going to do a preview. We were going to talk about Beckers being yeah. back. You know, like like I was I was really excited about this. Somehow they're still rated in the top ten. Don't know how when they lost so many games, but that's another story. Either UConn, they, they sure. But Dawn makes the decision because we had to play a makeup game to Ole Miss to get back into the at the end of the year because Tennessee's one up on us and they're playing a full schedule. Ole Miss had an opening, and that yeah. was the game that was postponed earlier in the year because of COVID. Dawn cancels the UConn game to play Ole Miss, who's ranked 24th, so it's not like, you know, it'll be a tough game. They've won a lot of games this year, 17-2, and two, but they've only played one ranked team. There's your little nugget yeah. for them. We're playing Ole Miss on Thursday night, but – so we don't only, play UConn. That's just a little sad for it me. Was, it was the only time. It was the only time that, Ole Miss uh, can make it up. That, that Ole Miss can make it and up. And if we don't play them, like for example, if we beat Tennessee and play out the rest of the schedule, we lose the regular season because by half we, game because, because we lost to Missouri. Correct. And we lose so, the regular season by half game. This is this is the correct move by Dawn. Everyone out here is playing checkers, and Dawn's playing chess. This is this is the correct. Is, move that, a, is, that, is that the right phrase? That was is, good. That is was that good. Pretty good. Uh, okay. uh, however, someone that that's playing chess when other people are playing checkers wouldn't ask if that was the right phrase. Oh, so I really <laughs> went in Rome. <laughs> Just stop. You're done. <laughs> uh, but so so uh, like Dawn's move here. What I love about this is a she's a hundred percent right. The goal is to win the SEC, win the SEC tournament, go to the NCAA tournament. And then win the NCAA tournament. Right. Like that's the progression of the season. Okay. So we all right. If UConn wants us, we'll see him again. Say, come, come, meet us in the final four. And we already beat him once. We and, beat him already hey, this season. Wouldn't it have been nice to beat him twice? It though? would have been fun to beat him twice. Ooh, but been nice. but but like like the, the other thing, they're they're hurt. They're banged up. Had we beat them twice, like everybody, it wouldn't have been just like said, the first game. It wouldn't have been like the first game. Like how awesome, how much, like, like, like how awesome is it to be in a place where it's just like, you know what, UConn, we don't need to play you again. We're good. We need to play a, we're good. Just an SEC team to we're, finish out the schedule. 
We're going to be the unanimous number one team, and we're going to beat the and and we're going to and we're going to win out in the SEC. And we need to make sure that we control our SEC destiny, which Dawn has now ensured that we do. We we control our SEC if if we win all the rest of our SEC games, we are guaranteed to win the to be the number one seed correct in the SEC tournament and the regular season before champs. before this change was done that was short. not the case correct that was not the case because because we'd be down by a half game. Because of the Missouri loss. So we had number 24 Ole Miss coming in. They're 17-2. and two. Should be a good game. I'm yeah. a, they haven't really been good over the years. So this might want to be one of their best teams they've had. Yeah. Now, I'm really looking forward to that Tennessee game. They're number four. Yeah. Are you getting excited about it? I don't know. I'm just looking down the I mean, schedule and going, that's going to be a pretty sweet game. I mean, it, it – 50% of the time this season, it feels like we're playing ranked teams. Well, they're, we're playing them on February 20th. That's just going to be a big game. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. One more thing we need to talk about before we get out of here. Sure. About the women. What's right? that? Um, Outside their winners. Yeah, so so um, something big happened. This is about like national uh, women's basketball. What's that? Um. The record for most points scored in a women's basketball game was set this week. 61 points by the Kansas State center. Lee, right? I yep. think that's her last name. She had a decent game against us, but she had a little foul trouble. But Only had 14? Yeah. It's a lot less than 61. 61 points. You know what? I think if we played certain teams and Boston played the whole game, we could, she could get more than 60. What do you think about that? Like if we were playing a non-conference small school, Boston could do that. So it depends on... If the team just doubles her every time, yeah, like like tonight, like tonight, Vandy doubled and triple team Boston, and all so night. and so you know what we did? We just made open threes, which is great. Yeah, we usually struggle at the yeah most of the we time. Just, and so like and so I I don't see Boston being able to do something like that. Um, well, I mean maybe like like I don't want to like say never. She's she's the best player that Dawn's had since Asia. True. You know, and and um, like maybe she can go for sixty one, but but I mean sixty one's a lot. She's gonna take care of that double double consecutive streak. Then we'll worry about the sixty one yeah. point games. I mean, but it, that was interesting to see her her scoring sixty one would double what the entire Vanderbilt team scored. This, I was in the middle of watching tonight. some Netflix when that popped up on the Apple TV saying this girl is about to break the NCAA scoring record. I'm like this, what? What were you watching out there on Netflix? Ozark, dude. Ozark's back. You're an Ozark we're, fan. We're going off. We're going off basketball topic, but hey, Ozark, man. Last season, part one. I don't like that Netflix. Put all the episodes out there. I want to do part one, part two. <laughs> you don't want to just watch a bunch and then have to wait and forget what happens and then watch again. All right, we're talking about Netflix now. We're off, but anyway, anything else for the pod? Pretty good pod today. Just, I, I, I mean, we're we're full blown in fire Frank mode. Like, like Sorry if we got intense, season. but it is what it is. That's how we feel. This pod exists because of how we feel about Frank Martin. If you feel differently, let us know. We we want to bring you in. We want to bring you. We want to understand how you think. I almost forgot about our question that was sent in. We have oh to answer God. real quick. What, what hit me with it? A Seth, not a, our friend Seth, but another Seth sent in a question. Okay. What are the top three candidates to replace Frank once he's fired at the end of the year? Boom. 
Okay. Straight to it. All right. So so first of all, Seth, here here's what we're gonna do. We're we're gonna really get into this question. We're gonna look up for the next pod. We're gonna look for the top three candidates. We're gonna start getting into it. Might be a little early, but you know what? That's how we feel. Um, your boy Richie, out there at Bob Richie, Bob Richie, North Greenville grad. is obviously a candidate. And then I think there's some interesting people. It depend it, it's gonna depend on how much money we want to spend. How you much know, we want to pay out people's buyouts. Yeah, um it's gonna fortunately, Frank's buyout is nothing. At the end of the year it's zero. Oh yeah. So Frank's buyout is nothing, which means that that we would be able to make some moves. Um but we'll how, look- how do you feel about about um running back an SEC coach that that might have crashed and burned somewhere else, like like an Adam Kennedy or an Anthony Grant. Uh, is Adam Kennedy um, Andy's brother? <laughs> Jesus, it's, right. we're late. It's 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 been late. It, we're approaching ten thirty. We're here. gonna go to bed. It's been a good pod. And, uh, we'll hit that Seth, up next week. Seth, Seth w- w- we're gonna hit that that uh, that question up next week. All right, guys, it's been fun. Yep, we're out. Go Cox. Yeah, go Cox. <laughs>